My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Touch of the Master's Hand. My name is Bill Crockett. We're so glad you've joined us today. We're in a series talking about lives that have been broken but made valuable again by God's grace. Today's episode is entitled, God Has Forgiven You. And our we begin in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, where the Bible says this, Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, Yes, but the Lord has forgiven you, and you won't die for this sin. Nevertheless, because you have shown utter contempt for the word of the Lord by doing this, your child will die. He had done the unthinkable. He had committed adultery by being unfaithful with another man's wife. He lied to and mistreated people who loved and trusted him. He let down people he was responsible to lead. He devastated people who looked to him for advice and guidance. Most of all, he sinned against God, whom he loved. I'm talking about David, the king of Israel, the same David that fought to defend God's name when he killed Goliath. The same David that God said was a man after his own heart. That same David, God said, would do everything he wanted him to do. Listen to Acts chapter 13 and verse 22. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Friends, it doesn't matter who we are or how long we've been a follower of Jesus. Sin will always be a constant threat. We are capable of anything if we allow our sinful desires to take control of our life. And that can happen in a moment of weakness to anyone. So what happened to David? We read the account of what David did in 2 Samuel chapter 11. He took another man's wife for himself and had her husband killed to cover up the adultery he had committed because she was now pregnant. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, God sends the prophet Nathan to confront David and let him know that God was aware of what he had done. In 2 Samuel 12, 13, after hearing Nathan, David confessed his sin when he said this, Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. So David, when confronted with his sin, he didn't try and hide it anymore. He confessed it. He did three things. And these three things are a part of confession. Number one, David personally admitted he was, he admitted he was personally responsible. He said, I have sinned. Number two, he agreed that what he did was sin, that it was wrong. He said, I have sinned. And then David acknowledged that his disobedience was to God. I have sinned against the Lord. When you and I confess our sin, all we're doing is admitting that we're responsible, that what we did was wrong, and that we we had disobeyed God and we need his forgiveness. After David confesses, Nathan pronounced the consequence of his sin. These verses give us great insight into God's response to us when we sin. So let's notice what happened 
what Nathan said was going to happen to David after he confessed that he had sinned against the Lord. There are five things. Number one, God forgave David. In 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 13, the Bible says, Then David confessed to Nathan, I've sinned against the Lord. And Nathan replied, Yes, but the Lord has forgiven you. God has promised to forgive us when we sin, if we'll confess our sin. 1 John 1, 8 and 9. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So God forgave David. Number two, God allowed David to live because God still had a purpose for David's life. In 2 Samuel 12, 13, the second half of the verse, Nathan said, you won't die for this sin. If God allows us to keep breathing, then he has a purpose for our life. No matter what we may have done, we can be forgiven. And we are still valuable in God's eyes. When God's through with us, he's going to take us home. So as long as you and I are still breathing, God still has a purpose for our life. Number three, God. while God forgave David and God let David live, God, number three, did not prevent the consequences of his sin. In chapter 12 of 2 Samuel, verses 7 through 14 say this, Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. The Lord, the God of Israel, says, I anointed you king of Israel and saved you from the power of Saul. I gave you your master's house and his wives and the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you much, much more. Why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Ammonites and stolen his wife. From this time on, your family will live by the sword because you've despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Because of what you have done, I will cause your household to rebel against you. I will give your wives to another man before your very eyes, and he will go to bed with them in public view. You did it secretly, but I will make this happen to you openly in the sight of all Israel. Then David confessed to Nathan, I've sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, yes, but you will not die. Nevertheless, because you've shown utter contempt for the word of the Lord by doing this, your child will die. God loves us, and he will forgive us, but there are still consequences for our actions. While God will restore our joy and usefulness and make us fruitful for his purpose, we may have to live the rest of our life enduring the consequences of our sin. David did. It affected his family, and the child that Bathsheba was pregnant with died. You know, deep cuts will heal, but they often leave a scar. In our lives, sin can be forgiven, but quite often it will leave a scar. We need to allow these scars to be helpful reminders that disobedience to God is not going to turn out well for anyone. Number four, God did not take away David's place in heaven. 
In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 14 through 22, the Bible tells us that the child that David that was born from Bathsheba became sick. While the child was sick, David fasted and prayed. He he mourned. Then the Bible says on the seventh day, the child died. David's advisors were afraid to tell him. He wouldn't listen to reason while the child was ill, they said. What drastic thing will he do when we tell him the child is dead? When David saw them whispering, he realized what had happened. Is the child dead, he asked. Yes, they replied, he is dead. Then David got up from the ground, washed himself, put on lotions and changed his clothes. He went to the tabernacle and worshiped the Lord. After that, he returned to the palace and was served food and ate. His advisors were amazed. We don't understand you, they told him. While the child was still living, you wept and refused to eat. But now that the child is dead, you've stopped your mourning and are eating again. David replied, I fasted and wept while the child was alive, for I said, perhaps the Lord will be gracious to me and let the child live. But why should I fast when he is dead? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him one day but he cannot return to me. While David knew his son would not return to this earth, he said one day he would go to heaven to be with him. David said, I will go to him one day, but he can't come back to me, referring to heaven. Friends, salvation is all of grace and nothing of what we have done. David had committed a grievous sin against God, but God did not take away his place in heaven. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. In John chapter 10, verses 27 through 29, the Bible says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one, no one can snatch them from my father's hand. The father and I are one. Number five, God still used and blessed David in spite of his sin. Second Samuel chapter 12, verses 24 and 25. Then David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and slept with her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and David named him Solomon. The Lord loved the child and sent word through Nathan the prophet that they should name him Jedidiah, which means beloved of the Lord, as the Lord had commanded. God actually blessed the union of David and Bathsheba with a son named Solomon, who would grow to become one of the wisest men in the world, and also be the one who built the temple for the Lord. Friends, the lesson in all this is simple. Sin has consequences, and sometimes those consequences mean death. But sin that does not cause death is not a death sentence. If we repent of our sin and turn to God, he will forgive us and restore us to a place of value where he can use us again. I know this to be true. Because the opening paragraph in today's episode, it not only describes David, but it actually also describes my own life 
26 years ago. It happened to me. God has done the same for me over these last 26 years that he did for David, despite my sin. Tomorrow, we'll dig deeper into David's confession as we look at Psalm 51. Let's pray. Father, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for grace. Thank you for second chances. May we surrender to you and allow you to once again use us, even though our life has committed sin. Thank you for forgiving us. Use us, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on Touch of the Master's Hand. I hope you have a great Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.